0: Who are you? Who are you? What is happening to me? My name is Peter Wood. What's yours? Charity. Charity Payne. Where are you? Why can I not see you? Uh, something. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope you enjoyed um, our uh, science ball edition uh, last week with Examination Day and Electric Birthday Cake and Omnicoders. And if you did, that means we all passed the government test and we're just stupid because we're still here.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, at least you're here. Uh <laughs> if you I'm sorry about you being stupid, but yeah, we <laughs> were we're all here. <laughs>
0: welcome. Welcome to all of us being very very stupid. Uh so uh, <laughs> um that's that I was going to be like speaking of stupid. I'm not going to transition to the the segment like that yet. But anyway, welcome to Strange Highways. This is the show in which we watch the Twilight Zone um uh all the way through. Uh we've uh, watched episode by episode. We've covered the original series go back. We've covered all five five seasons of that. And we've covered uh, both Jordan Peele, Paramount Plus uh, produced seasons Uh, when they were available. It seems kind of weird that we go to like the earliest season, the earliest series and then the latest season. But, you know, that's what we did. And now we're into the 80s one. And we are now uh, into season one, uh, episode six, segment B, a message from charity. Um, And we talked last week how I couldn't find day and dates. And I just found some uh, stuff about a Playboy magazine that that sounds really inappropriate, but. Um, go back and listen. It really wasn't as bad as I made it sound out to be. Maybe it was worse. I don't know. I'm stupid.
1: Yeah. I, 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 am I'm, I'm sure some people are like, Ooh, ah, excellent. I hope this is a visual, but no, it's, it, it's not as exciting as it sounds.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. So, um, yeah, let's just get into who did what here.
1: Okay. So our director on this is uh Paul Lynch. Uh, we just talked about this gentleman. So, uh, if you want to go and, uh, have some, uh, information plugged into your brain, go ahead and check out the last episode or the last, uh, our last episode, the last
0: segment he did examination day. So this is actually uh, the first episode that we've gotten of this new Twilight Zone where, um, well, I know later on we're going to get individual, the stories that are half hour, but this is the first one where both,
1: um, both parts are directed by the same person. Yeah. I thought it was like uh, some kind of glitch in the IMDB, but I guess, you know, yeah, right. (laughs) Finally, somebody did one and then two. So, and then, so I have writers, uh, there's two on this segment. Uh, we got our story as credited as William and L- William M Lee. Uh, this is it. Uh, as far as the ID, IMD, I, <laughs> I am IMDB credits. Is there anything that you know of this gentleman's otherwise? I mean, he, he had some published short stories, but this was his only TV story credit. Okay. So then, uh, next we'll get into the teleplay here is a uh, Alan Burnett, Bernard, uh, Bernard. Bernard. I think it's Bernard. Bernard. Yeah. Bernard. Uh, We had just talked about him during the segments of Shatterday and Healer. Might want to go check out the episode of Shatterday. We went a little bit further into his career, Mm -hmm. and then so.
0: Well, before we get to the uh, the cast, I want to mention this is something that I don't normally like shout out because unless it's something of importance, we've not talked about the music a whole lot because it's been kind of. Very hit or miss so far with these few episodes, right? Because the first couple, they were done by the Grateful Dead as well. And right. We've been a little wishy-washy about this. And I'm not saying the music in this is any good because it kind of isn't. However, the person who did this was uh, uh, Basil Polidorius. Do you know that name, Terry?
1: I don't, but now I'm looking up the credits, and it's uh he has got a hell of a career, yeah, man.
0: Right? So this guy did uh, the the score for Conan the Barbarian, Conan the Destroyer, RoboCop, The Hunt for October, Iron Eagle. Uh, yeah, this guy's had a career making some really cool movie music.
1: Yeah, I, there's uh, all kinds of good stuff on here. So, yeah, Starship Troopers. I uh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm uh, glad that you brought that up because there's this was definitely worth uh, worth talking about here.
0: The, the so. music in this isn't isn't bad. It's not distinctive. I, I'll just say that. I mean, uh, but this the he is, he's going to score three other segments of the Twilight Zone. Hopefully, we'll get something a little bit more uh, more a little bit more juicier from him. But I thought that was worthy of, of like notice because much like the original series, when we got a lot of um, oh Bernard Herman and company, mm-hmm. and was it um oh. Um, uh, you know the other people that I'm I'm feeling fa- to mention right now, like uh, but yeah, there's Jerry a Gold, yeah. Derry Goldsmith. I was going to say John Williams again, and people are going to laugh at me because I always get those <laughs> two flipped around. Ugh, <laughs> all right, this is how I feel about that. <laughs> so it's uh, but yeah, we got. There's a lot of famous people who have done cool music for the Twilight Zone, and Basil Polidorius uh, is one of them. And this music, well, music's not cool, but he's a cool composer.
1: Yeah, uh, that's really exciting. Um. And so then next year we have our cast. Uh, first credit here is, uh, Gary Noonan, uh, Carrie, uh, Carrie, Noonan. <laughs> Carrie, Carrie Noonan. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: excuse me i was drinking some bacteria filled stagnant water uh this week and yes. i got a bit i got a bit of a bug uh I, if i do cough everybody i apologize uh it's you got not the good it, it, yeah i got the i got the crud um it's it's not the covid um but it's just the crud and um i am somehow connected to somebody 300 years ago right now as we're talking and they're like what well, they have no idea what's going on and that's how i'll leave it because yeah know, yeah
1: <laughs> so yeah i'm sorry uh yeah carrie noonan uh, she plays Charity Payne. Uh, she was in Jason Lives. You know the the ever famous uh, best sequel to uh, Friday Thirteenth. Yeah, it's uh, my favorite. It's my
0: favorite of the series. Like, I mean, I love Friday
1: Thirteenth Part Six so much. It's it's amazing, and um, I'm pretty sure. I, I know her death scene in that movie too, but that's not this uh, podcast. So um, she also did some days of our lives and that's pretty much the only credits I w- uh I was familiar with.
0: So what I got for her is Mr. Belvedere. Gotta, you know, got to shout out to Mr. Belvedere connections when you find them. Right. And uh misfits of science, which was an NBC show. that didn't last very long, but it's kind of one of those weird, like niche shows that shows up every so often. And then after she got done acting, which was like kind of like right after like Friday 13th part six, She ended up getting her PhD in folklore mythology. So that kind of, you know, it kind of, kind of fits, right?
1: That's pretty badass. Yeah.
0: And and during the commentary for this, she talked about how like she was really into like studying history and like Puritan times. So she was actually like uh, correcting the, um, the outfit choices during the commentary track, which I thought was kind of, kind of endearing. But yeah, she went on to actually, she actually knows her shit. Like, and um, that's part of the reason why she got this role. We'll get into that trivia later.
1: Oh, awesome. So I can't wait to hear that. Uh, But next here we have our uh, second credit as Robert uh, Duncan McNeil. Uh, He plays Peter Wood, Uh, does a lot of directing nowadays, but uh, one of his biggest roles was Master of the Universe when he was a little younger and then 168 uh, Star Trek Voyager episodes and then some All of My Children.
0: I like that you're like his big role was Kevin Corrigan and the He-Man movie, but there's also Tom Paris in Voyager. Uh, you know, I mean, main main crew member of uh, Voyager, 168 episodes, like you said, that's a significant run. He's shown up in other things, too, in video games. Uh, he's done a voice as Tom Paris in that that recent uh, series, Lower Decks, the animated Star Trek stuff. That's a lot of fun. So, yeah, when I saw him, I'm like, why do I know him out to the credits? It's like, oh, God damn, he's Tom Paris.
1: Yeah, I didn't watch Voyager, so I I wasn't familiar with that. But uh, I, I mean, since there was 168 credits, I think we needed to mention it. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. So uh, next here is uh, uh Gerard uh, Hinkle, Hinkin, Hinkin. There we go. Um, he plays Swire Jonas Hacker. Uh, 92 credits. wasn't very familiar with uh, with any of them. Uh, I yeah, don't know if there was something just, that stood well, out to you.
0: A lot of TV work. That's. I mean, yeah. I feel. I know it's always a sh- like a shame on the show where it's like, yeah, that person had a, like a, a really good, like, long career. Yeah. You know, like nothing, nothing really jumped out at me. But again, successful worker uh, actor got paid to do the thing he loves. Good on him.
1: I mean, I worked a lot in the fifties and sixties yeah. and that. And I, you know, I'm 38 years old, so I'm not familiar with all of that kind of stuff. I mean, here and there, but oh yeah, <laughs> but, absolutely. So uh, next here we have James uh, Crom- Cromwell, Cromwell. Cromwell, yeah, Cromwell, Cromwell. Um, he plays Obadiah Payne. Uh, I I recognize this dude right away. He's the father of uh uh a couple of the nerds in Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> he's in all three of them. He plays a uh, po- point well, uh not point No, Matthew. he plays the father
0: of like uh the two main characters and uh he's in three of the five uh Revenge of the Nerd movies. Is there five? I of think them there's now? five, yeah. Oh
1: good lord. Yeah. Well he's in the yeah, he's in the first three, so he's also in Eraser and uh the thing I most recognize him for is uh Green Mile.
0: Yeah, no, uh, James Cromwell is like, he, he had like a later career, like, you know, the uh, blossoming, right? Like he he was always doing a lot of work. Like he mentioned Revenge of the Nerds. He was in, uh, um, the, his big thing was, um, Babe, Pig in the City. Like if you remember how big that was at the time, mm-hmm. uh, you know, directed by, um, uh, you know, uh, Mad Max Fury director, uh, shit, what's his name? Uh, you know, cause he went away from doing Mad Max and went on to do Babe, Pig in the City and Happy Feet. Um, you know, as you do after you go from post-apocalyptic, you go to the pig movie, um, <laughs> yeah. And then he also was in Spider-Man three, the, the, um, Tobey Maguire, Spider-Man three he played captain Stacy and also another star Trek connection. I know you're not the biggest star Trek guy, but he was in the movie first contact, which is awesome. And he played Dr. Zephyrin Cochran, the, the human that actually like, um, discovered warp drive and he actually has a significant role in
1: that movie. Nice. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, long career. I mean, he's still working too, from what I could see. Yeah, but, well, uh,
0: actually, we're recording this with May 10th. I have, I have a headline for you and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. This guy, you know, he, he's an activist, right? Which, okay. Oscar nominated actor, James Cromwell glues himself to Starbucks counter video shows. And you're like, oh, okay. Cause there's a lot of things right now where a lot of for Starbucks are trying to unionize. So they're like, Starbucks is kind of cracked down. I'm like, oh, okay. He's getting involved in this. That's not what he is being um, a protester about. And I'm like, oh, wait, what? So, um, he was, he, he super glued himself to a counter of a Starbucks cafe in New York on Tuesday to protest the chain's policy of charging extra for plant-based milk.
1: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Interesting.
0: So he's a big like PETA guy, which, you know, that's a problematic group, but I mean, I'm all about like, don't hurt animals. Right. But I think some of the things they do are. It's just, it's a whole, it's a whole nother thing. Right. I get it. But it's like, you know, he's like, when will you stop penalizing people for their, you know, their morals? Like it's plant-based milk. Okay. Also, you're an Oscar nominated actor. I, you know, I understand that maybe you're speaking to the bigger problem of plant-based milk being like charged more and then sure. But, um, you know, if you, I, I've never like, if I asked for an extra thing and they're like, let's go to cost extra. I'm like, yeah, I know what I'm getting. Please just add it in there. It's fine.
1: You know, right. I, this shouldn't be a surprise. Yeah. It, it uh-huh. isn't
0: like, I'm going to go to like, um, like, you know, little Caesars and be like, wait, I thought this was the $5 hot and ready. They're like, well, it's now five 99. And I just glue myself to the counter. Like, you know,
1: like, <laughs> things yeah, need
0: to change. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm like Justice, justice. And I just yell that at them the entire yeah. time. So yeah, anyway, so he's out and about, uh, being an activist for like milk plant-based milk. Sure. Whatever. I'm sure there's more to that story. Like there's probably a bigger thing behind that. But I, for a second I was like, well, maybe he's like, you know, standing up for the unionizers. No, he's picking a much smaller hill to die on, but, (laughs) um, a much smaller and earth friendly hill to die on. Uh, but I, I love, I, I like, I, I love him as an actor. He like, and if this is like, kind of like, Oh, well that's weird. like, there's there's way worse things people could be doing, right? Like we find we find this out daily, right? Of like people being assholes for stuff. So if you're gonna, my only problem is you know there's people there that are working their nine to five and be like, did James Cromwell did he, did he just glue himself? Like shit, I was wanting to ask to get out of here early today, and I gotta deal with this guy. You know, you know, like whatever. Or do you think people walked up and was asking for autographs? Why he's glued there? Like has the he autograph hand free.
1: I know. I hate to say it, but uh, the people that are shopping at a, a Starbucks are too young to know who he is. I, I don't know. Big
0: pig in the city. Like I'm sure a lot of kids grew up with that.
1: <laughs> Whatever, dude. Okay. <laughs> I just, okay, think I just so. <laughs> like
0: I, I don't know. Like I've never seen it, but you know, what? like just, but do you think they're
1: going to be like, Oh my God, pig in the city is my favorite movie of all time. Maybe. I don't care if you've glued yourself to the counter. <laughs> he, also did, he
0: also did a voice in big hero six. Come on. And he was an American horror story. So, you know, they'll be like, I loved you in big hero six for the three seconds you're in that movie.
1: Fair enough. <laughs> and Revenge <laughs> of the, the Nerds.
0: Hey, how do you feel about a problematic movie now that you know was entertaining <laughs> growing up, and now you watch it, you're like, ooh, like. Well, he know,
1: wasn't stealing the panties, so that's <laughs> true. He
0: wasn't the one making
1: the pies for sale.
0: Um, at yeah, the, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so sorry, sorry to derail us, but I just I, I literally saw that today. That's like came out today, and I'm like, huh. Well, that ties into somebody we're about to talk about. So yeah I,
1: yeah, I guess it's a good thing that we uh, are recording this today. So. It also feels uh, like maybe maybe I have more to say
0: about him gluing himself to a counter than I do about the segment. But, spoiler, hmm. let's continue on. Uh,
1: so n- next here we have Vanessa Brown. Uh, she plays the Aunt Bula. Blu- Bula, yeah. Bula, yeah. Mm. Um, She has 54 credits to her IMDb. I wasn't... Very familiar with any one of them. I don't know if there's any of them that you wanted to talk about. In terms
0: of her credits, I don't like. I I saw on her Wikipedia page that her IQ is 165, uh, led her to two years of work as one of the youngest panelists on a radio series called Quiz Kids, where she specialized specialized in literature and language. So that's kind of cool.
1: Cool. All right. Well, glad you were able to bring something to her career. And she glued Uh, herself to the set of (laughs) Quiz. Yeah. Anyway. So, and next here we have Michael Fox, uh, not to be confused with Michael J. Fox. Um, We've talked about this gentleman in the Mm -hmm. past and we're bringing him up again. So he plays Tom Carter in this. Uh, He was also in three episodes of the original series. uh, uh, Episodes were Nightmare as a Child, Mr. Mr. Dingle the Strong, and Sounds and Silences, which I hope this is the last time we ever mention that episode. Idle hands make for an unproductive poop deck. Never. <laughs> poop deck. Um, and then no. he was also in uh, the beast from 20,000 phantoms and uh, an episode of Playhouse 90.
0: There you go. But yeah, they, they, we've talked about this for the reason Michael J. Fox is Michael J. Fox because Michael Fox, because the way you couldn't register the same name with the actress guild in America. So that's why I put the J in there and also look up the Fox effect, go to his Wikipedia page. It's a lot of fun to look at his ability. Established. Um, he he was able to show that if you just speak a bunch of nonsense, but if you speak it like earnestly and with authority, people will be like, Oh yeah, that makes sense. And they'll be like, well, what did he say? I'm like, I have no idea. You know? So,
1: um, I wish I was able to do that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Well, Hey, that's what podcasting is Terry. I don't know if you know, (laughs) that's the big secret, you know? Uh,
1: Yeah. Right. Um, some hosts are able to do it, I guess, just not me. Um, but, uh, next here we have Jennifer Parsons. Um, she plays uh, Ursula Miller, Mm -hmm. uh, she was in Never Been Kissed and Dragonfly. I don't know if you remember that Richard Dreyfuss film. Uh,
0: um, I know I've seen. I remember the cover art. I've not seen it. Um, I see that she's still working. Done a lot of TV work. She actually went to college with um, uh, with Carrie Noonan. I guess they were actually friends, and they mm-hmm. were friends before this. So when they found out, they're like, you know, they're like, "Oh, I get to hang out with my
1: friend." So that's that, kind of cool. And then she did what she did in this episode and then they were no for friends again. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> that's our next cast member here. Jake Wells plays Dr. Maxwell. Uh, he was in an episode of amazing stories and uh, some days of our lives.
0: Yeah. I just put a lot of TV work. Thank you for pulling out the amazing stories. I didn't yeah. even notice. That's, that's then, what I
1: uh, Guys, after a while, I'm just like, what, how many
0: more people? Pilgrim number seven? That's not, we don't get there. But, I,
1: dude, know. as soon as I saw all the other people, like, <laughs> filling up the screen, I was like, no. It felt <laughs> like, it almost
0: felt like the end of the Bard, where in the last 30 seconds, he's like, I want to do seven people walking into a room. You're like, you son of a bitch. What are you doing to me? You know, in terms of notes. Like, how know.
1: dare you torture me anymore? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's also
0: like, that was our penalty that we paid for only, what, four people in the last, last segment. You're like, oh, that's easy. Here, here's um the entire uh, town of Annistown or whatever they
1: call it, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. Here's the entire city of Massachusetts, sorry, state of Massachusetts
1: in alphabetical order. Like, god damn it. Yeah. And then uh next we have uh, Phil Proctor. Uh he plays Mr. Wood, uh lots of voice work. i uh, mm-hmm. did like cartoon work for voices so, like for the tick, um, Spider-Man the animated series. Uh he did a couple of vo- uh, some voices in the Toy Story movies. Uh, lots of rug rats
0: And a lot of video game stuff too. So that's lots cool. of video
1: game yeah. stuff. So I mean like he has like 254 credits or whatever I think it was, but like, geez, this guy is making money. Yep. And then so a uh, next credit, and this is the last one I have, uh, if you have more, let me know. But Barbara Lindsay, uh, plays Mrs. Wood nine credits. Uh, wasn't familiar with either one of them.
0: Yeah, I didn't get anything for her, and then also there's Brian Scavo as Pilgrim, three credits total. Did you notice that like the younger brother wasn't mentioned here? Like he was like he like that, that you know that uh, uh, orange original, on original toothpick that was watching the TV there. He didn't get a credit. Um, we only see him for like a second, but you know, not that that's important. But you know, his head was blocking the TV at the very beginning.
1: Well, I mean, he was being kind of obnoxious, listening to the TV as loud as he was. <laughs> yeah, his brother right. is just like on death's doorstep and he's like i hope (laughs)
0: hope you fail your government test or whatever he says to him right so (laughs) um so yeah like um we'll just get into this that's our cast and everybody like involved like i'm sure there's more people but that's um who did what for a a message from charity um this is a 40 minute segment it's like 37 minutes and there's credit like at the end for the episode total um which was very surprising to me because the first segment was like 10. And I'm like, Oh, maybe we'll get a third segment. Nah, we're just getting this one. It's runtime is almost equivalent to a season four episode of the original series when they did the long ones. And it runs into the same problems of like, Oh, you have too much time to fill. So, um, I don't think this is an episode of pulling the ripcord on, but I think there's a lot that we can just skip by because there's a lot of repeated things that kind of happen over and over again with our characters i don't know if you'd agree with
1: that or not no i totally agree with it it just i mean we're retreading a lot of things when you know we're going through the story it's like okay well i mean i don't need another way to just show you that like times are different when it's like 1985 you know? Yeah.
0: so so yeah let's we start off which I'll, I'll say the first time through it was a little confusing because we start off with the church uh like by the way that church is not period specific that that looks modern whatever um, we see that Charity has a fever. Uh, her father, uh, uh, James Cromwell, is protective because of uh, plant-based milk, and also that uh, Charity's mother passed away during childbirth, so he doesn't want to lose his one daughter because he already lost his wife. And while this is going on, like the like the like you know the local uh, doctor minister or whatever is talking about, like oh, she's been sterner stuff. I see her out in the field working. Like basically, it's like oh, she works pretty hard. She'll get through. Like that's well, good. I'm glad that the Constitution. <laughs>
1: I'm she like, has a strong back. She'll get through it. Yeah. It's like,
0: she hasn't even used her birth and hip yet. She'll get through. It's fine. Uh, so, um, she hears a roar. Um, and then we get these flashes of a car. Like it, it definitely is a TV that you see. So at first I was kind of confused by this. And, and then we, you know, we end up cutting to the modern day. We get, uh, we get, uh, Peter's wiener brother watching the TV and his parents are like, Hey, can you keep it down? Cause your brother's dying in this room in here or whatever. And he's like, fine. He doesn't say anything, but he turns it down and we find out that Peter also has a fever from a bacterial infection from stagnant water um, that we find out that the doctor, the doctor that's there, he's like, he conveniently is like, yeah, this area has has dealt with this like over the course of like, you know, 100 years since colonial days. Huh. That's a weird thing to say to, to a family there. Right. Like you think that they're aware of the stagnant water problem in the modern age of 1985 that they would have maybe figured out a way to keep that from happening. That's, you know, silly me for thinking that, but I like the doctors like, oh yeah, kids have been getting sick for a long time. Every so often, eh, progress. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah. I don't know what, I mean, what they had going on otherwise that they just didn't think that the the drinking water situation was a big enough deal to take care of.
0: Yeah. But like, what was he drinking from? If it's stagnant water it was like, was like, uh, Peter just run around and be like, oh, I'm thirsty. Oh, there's a puddle here that has mosquito eggs. That looks good. Like what, was what, yeah, going goes on over there? and
1: starts laughing. It yeah. Up. He's like, like, oh, yeah. God,
0: thank goodness. <laughs> Oh, I have no friends. They won't judge me, you know, whatever.
1: (laughs) Um, He's just castle freaking it around like just
0: (laughs) (laughs) like, you know, stagnant water is the best because it means it has more flavor, you know, whatever. (laughs) Um, so so we find out his
1: flavor packets. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. He's like, you could really taste the moss and muck here. Um, so uh he uh, you know, as this is happening, we 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 figure out pretty quickly that charity being, you know. A different place in time, and him being in the current day, uh, that they're experiencing what the others seeing or hearing, and both Peter's parents and uh, Charity's father and aunt are like, "What the hell's going on?" But they're also like, "Oh, they have a fever," like which is, you know, to be fair, that's not a, like you know, that's not an inappropriate thing to think because. You know, I, you know, once I had, um, I had a, um, a skin infection and I had fever dreams and I'm sure I was mumbling a bunch of garbage the entire time. I don't know if I was connected to anybody through the past or the future, but I'm sure I was saying some really dumb shit. Cause I was mumbling the entire time. So, you know, credit to this episode, they got that part, right?
1: Yeah. It's easy to hand wave that, especially since a lot of symptoms of like fever back in the day are very similar to what we know now. It's like, I mean, I had uh fever dreams too. And it's like, it's really, it's really hard to get over. Cause you're like, I know I'm not insane, yeah, <laughs> but, but what's going <laughs> on to my body right now.
0: I somehow convinced myself that I could somehow make a 3d printer that can make a copy of itself. And that would save the world. I have no idea what that means, but that was a thought I had during the middle of a fever dream. And I'm like, if only I could make a 3d printer that could make itself. And somehow that would solve all the world's problems. I don't, I don't know, but you're welcome world. Take that idea, turn it into your own and thank me later.
1: Yet you do the hard work. Yeah. I'm I'm like Elon Musk. I'm not actually
0: inventive. I just throw out ideas, you know, but I just don't have the money. I don't have the, the blood diamond money to back it up. Um, but yeah. So, um, anyway, so the thing is like, we start to realize pretty quickly, like, like whatever he's touching his comforter, she's like, Oh, the blanket's soft. And then, Uh, like when Peter's mother's like, Hey, did you want orange juice? And then charity's like, Oh, like, like she's saying things about orange juice. And like, everyone's like, well, she's just talking gibberish, which, you know, like again, fair enough. But then after, afterwards, um, we get, we get Peter just hanging out outside, just chilling and some lawn furniture and Charity's outside too. And they start to realize that like they can see each, what each other is seeing and hear each other. And that becomes like the through line for the entire episode is that, they have a connection because of this fever, which, you know, for, for what it is for the twilight zone, there has been, um, there's been looser things going on to get a story kicked off.
1: I, yeah, there is, but I'm just, I was sitting there. I was like, okay, I I understand. We're just supposed to be like, well, it's a twilight zone, whatever, but I just don't understand and how the process works. So is he closing his eyes and yeah, that's never consistent. Yeah.
0: I, I, yeah. but, I mean, we want to get into it. I'll get, I have a question that's going to be very upsetting here in a little bit. So stay tuned for that, everybody. Uh, so uh, we find out that they can communicate with each other and they can see what others see. And then she's like, you know, where are you? And he's like, oh, I'm like, you know, this place in Massachusetts. And she's like, well, no, that can't be right. Cause I'm there too. And like, they realize that they're now like, you know, uh, almost, you know, almost 200 years apart. Peter's in 1985. And we find out that cherry is in 1700 or what I would call Southern Ohio today is what I would call that. Um and by Southern Ohio I mean just twenty minutes south of Cleveland. That's what I would call that. It might tell tell me I'm wrong and I don't think I am. I don't think I'm that far out with uh with the winds it's like, oh the water's bad. We gotta pray harder. Like I just
1: you know. <laughs> no, it's, you're not too far <laughs> off. I've been I've been through some of these communities. It's oh not gosh. it's not too different. Yeah, like, like they probably those were probably even extras. They were just people that were like they're like you know hey, we'll just go.
0: We'll, it's like, did you want to go to Amish country? It's like no, they're too advanced. Let's just go to Southern Ohio. <laughs> like outside of Amish country and find them. And by Southern Ohio, I mean everything that's Ohio that's not Cincinnati, like Toledo parts of and Cleveland and you know parts of Columbus. That the rest of it is, you know, pure puritanical. Like, um, I wish I was wrong. About that, But anyway, um, so um, there's this whole thing where like they, she realizes like, is he, he's like, no, I, I live in the future. She's like, oh, that's crazy. He looks up as sees an airplane. She's like, oh, like, what is that? You know, it's like and he tries to explain it to her and then he drinks the orange juice and she's like, well, that's wonderful. Can I try something else? So that we get this bit of him like picking out and eating everything and letting her experience everything. It reminded me, and this is not the first time I'll say this, of E.T. with Elliot. Yeah. I was getting some of those vibes and then she's like, that's wonderful. What's it? What is that? He's like, it's chocolate ice cream. So if this connection is so like, so entwined, um, I, what happens when one of them has to go use the restroom?
1: That's my <laughs> right, <Yeah. laughs> And he's a teenager. So, uh, Oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, other yeah. <laughs> yeah. But if she'd
0: be like, what's going on? And he's just like, no, 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 it's fine. Just, you know, keep, keep working in the garden, you know, like what, you know, but it's like if they're experiencing everything, like touching blankets and you know, drinking orange juice and eating ice cream, then, you know, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Like it's just the power set doesn't like, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's not consistent. Right. And, um, And because of that, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of stock and like the whole thing is that they could talk back and forth and they could see what the other sees. Fine. That's fair enough. But like the sensation thing gets a little weird. Um, but anyway, like this also, remember what was the name of that? Um, that first episode of the second season of the Paramount plus twilight Zone, uh, where the, the two characters somehow got connected mentally. Oh, um, I'll look it up. It's, um,
1: Yeah, that was a good
0: one, too. It wasn't bad. Yeah, Uh, like that, because that had, um, oh, the guy from uh, uh, It's Always Sunny and Westworld. Um, All right, Paramount Plus. Let me see here. I'm going to look it up. I'm sorry. I know we talked about it, but uh, that that bugs me, because this isn't that far off from Meet in the Middle is the name of the episode. That's not that far off from this, right? So, um, Actually, I'd argue that Meet in the Middle is probably a better version of this in a lot of ways. Uh, go watch me in the middle. Everybody and listen to our commentary about it um, or, or our comments on it. So yeah, like we get this back and forth and then because she is like fascinated because she's a smart girl, charity's a smart girl and she believes him because he keeps showing her this stuff. And then also Peter's lonely. doesn't have a friend, uh, you know, just because he's a good looking dude with like, you know, a car in high school, but they, they hand wave that away of being like, he was so smart. He kept getting moved grades. So he never had a chance to make friends. Uh, fair enough. I guess that also, you know, if kids get advanced early, their social structures change. So uh, that I guess that's worthy of hand-waving because he's never felt comfortable around people. But they never really show him being uncomfortable around others other than him reading a book, eating lunch.
1: Yeah, he's never gotten, like, punched in the face by one of his neighbors or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like that, like um, what was it? That episode that you and Mary just covered, for yeah, today, yeah, uh, like you
0: didn't have a uh, Budnick come over and just punch him in the face, right? Uh, and sorry, um, Canadian Budnick come over and punch the kid <laughs> in the face. Yeah, because like his struggles in in, in the future never uh, equal hers, which I think they could have done a better job of balancing that. Um, but anyway. So he tells her all the stuff. She's fascinated by it. And then she's like, well, like, what do you look like? So he looks in the mirror and then she's like, oh, you should, you know, he should, you should, she, he tells her, go look in the water. And this made me feel like this felt like early, sorry, late nineties, early two thousands, like working on like people talking on like, um, AOL instant messenger. You know what I mean? Like this random, random chat. Like if you know, you know, (laughs) like, you know, ASL, uh, you know, 20 female 1700s, Massachusetts, like, oh, you know, (laughs) whatever, you know? Um, so that's kind of what it felt like, like, like early form of that in a lot of ways. Um, so then, so like, you know, they're, they're smitten and they're talking. And then, uh, while she's working in the field, uh, he's cleaning his car. There's some banter there. And then Ursula comes over to get, get some water. Um, and like, so I'll mention during the commentary track, Carrie Nuna mentioned that her friend, they didn't give her an actual yoke to like move the buckets around. They gave her like one of those things you would put, like it's, I don't, it's like a steer rack or whatever. Like you got to look at it again. If you go back and watch, it was meant for like a cow to have. And it's like, it's incredibly heavy and they just hung buckets on the edge. And then when she walks away at one point, you see her kind of stumbling cause it's too much for her to carry. Um, cause it's not even, it's not even like the right time period for her to take water away. Anyway, it's funny. Um, yeah. Uh, I just put in my notes here that Ursula was Thursday AF for some clean water. That's what I said about them. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, and I, I agree about the bucket thing because I'm like, those buckets look like they'd be a hell of a lot easier to just carry, carry by hand. themselves. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what is the purpose of this right now? <laughs>
0: yeah. It's weird. <laughs> but while she's like talking about like the water and stuff thing, and then so charity starts like talking, she starts like just talking about all the things she's seen and with like with without any type of like irony, and Ursula's like, oh, well, that's weird. Okay, well, I'm gonna go report you for being a witch. She doesn't say that, but everybody sees that coming from a mile away, right? Like that's pretty I straightforward.
1: Totally did. Yeah. yeah.
0: So yeah, anyway, so that starts the problems, right? But uh, because like Ursula believes that the uh, the unclean water, and there's also um, a recent um, animal that was born that was disfigured. They're blaming that on like people like they're being sinners and not pious, and you got to pray harder because you know that's the like oh I guess we're not faithful enough to God. Um, Southern Ohio, um, yeah. So we already get this in in place of like oh shit, you know, charities. She's she's just being her, which in this day and age, that in seventeen hundred, is a thing that's going to get her killed.
1: Yeah, and and I you know so um, I went to. Uh, Salem one time with uh, with some friends and that and my wife and it was very interesting and I upon doing all of that and getting ready for that trip I did a lot of research in the Salem witch trials and that and while I was out there like there was a, lo- a lot of information that was provided and any of this kind of stuff that this girl is doing right now would instantly be called uh, witchery you know like she would have been immediately be taken to the court.
0: Yeah. So that, so we got that. Um, she, like, she's already doing too much where she's like, I have visions of the future. All right. Well, all right. I guess we're going to, we're going to just like burn you or, or drown you or whatever. Right. Immediately. And then, um, she like, there's a the whole thing later where like, she's like, well, Peter, you don't have to like finish your lunch early. Like I'm just working in the field or whatever. And he's like, no, nah, I don't have any friends. Cause I'm a wiener or whatever he says. So I don't remember. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, I like
1: that. I uh, like, he would just be like, I'm a wiener. I'm a wiener.
0: Okay. And she's like, what's that? He's like, well, and they had to explain what a wiener is. And, you know, <laughs> and it's like, "Bro, yeah. remember that thing I showed you yesterday? <laughs> <now>? <laughs> remember, remember that other mirror thing I showed you? Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. Remember uh, how uh, we can't distinguish when it's a good time to turn off our eyes. You know? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like, I went to a Cracker Barrel. I got just, it got weird. Um, so, so yeah, she revealed that she's only read four books and like one of them was the Bible. And then uh what was it, uh Les Mis and then um, two works of Shakespeare, but she loves reading. So that's the reason that she should be uh, burned at the stake. Cause she's learned Right. Like that's, that's me speaking for 1700s perspective. I'm not saying now, unless you live in Florida, then I guess, you know, anything goes um, about, you know, people's education level of reading books. Um, but he's like, you know what I'm going to, I'm going to do, I'm going to go to the library and show you all the books in the world. And she's like, Oh my gosh. And so he's like, I'm the world wide web. And she's like, well, I love all these books. He's like, yeah, I'll read them all for you. And it's like, you know, like, are you ever like, I, I, I I can sympathize with Peter a little bit where it's like, Oh, girl's talking to me. I'm going to go on my way to sit there and just read books so she can read too. Cause I'm hoping she digs me, even though she's like, you know, like 120 years dead from my, like from where I'm at now. I'm just, just talk to me. It's fine. You know, I'm good.
1: Anyway, you know, and and that would make a hell of a lot more sense. Um, for their relationship, if they really established that he was like some kind of loser or something like, I I don't like what you were saying. They never really established that fact of him being at school. And that, I mean, like when I was in school, I got a lot more shit than this dude did. And I thought I was actually a pretty cool guy. So
0: (laughs) I knew I wasn't and I got a lot of shit too. So yeah, like I, you know, I, I just wish that if this is going to be 40 minutes, I, if, this should have been, it should have been a two way street with problem solving. Yeah. I think, you know, um, I think that would have been interesting, but whatever. That's not where this is going. Cause somehow night five has everything figured out. <laughs> a <laughs> uh, little do we know. Um, but so, uh, he ends up like getting into a plane and flying. And then there's that bit there where he's flying and he's looking out the window and you see charity and a horse drawn carriage or whatever, like a wagon right Not a carriage, a wagon with like somebody to her left. Uh, and she's like sitting there while the wagons being pulled through town. And she's like looking in the distance that you could tell that she's looking through the plane window. Right. But she's just smiling and looking at nothing again. Lady, you're not doing yourself any favors. They're going to be like, why is she just smiling and nothing? Yeah, she's she's a witch. You know, like it just gets so weird. Like, you know, like they might as well be pulling into the gallows right now because you have no idea what's going on.
1: Right. And she wouldn't know the difference because she's sitting there getting a, a noose put around her neck and she wouldn't be able to see it <laughs> she, because like, she's looking at a fly. They're like, we
0: will be, you know. Like, uh, yeah. It's
1: like it just doesn't, <laughs> that part really doesn't make any sense. And the fact that like her head is tilted down, it's like, you're not actually there. So yeah. like, you don't like that was poor direction on their part. Or They, they could have, have had just her, had like, her looking goofy. Like she was the entire time. And or have like, her freak out
0: and fall off the wagon. Cause she's scared of <laughs> the height, right? Something <laughs> right. You know I mean, like, I know, like not, not even do it like a pratfall. Right. Cause I know they do that in a second, what's going on with them in a minute here. But you know, like that has to be like, like there has to be such a shock to the system, right? Like, I just, I don't know. Like I, I can't even imagine like if, if you even took somebody like a hundred years ago and show them the things that we have now, like their brain would probably melt. Like, I mean, and rightfully so, right? Like, um, you know, it's, it's uh, whatever. Anyway, so we ended up having a bit, I think, was it, was it Peter's dad or his uncle or somebody that was at like a restaurant in DC? I, I also I'm like, he was looking
1: sure that was his dad.
0: Okay. I like that he was looking down from an airplane that was like, you know, However, many thousand feet in the air, like double digits, and he saw like the Jefferson Monument Memorial. Like it was <laughs> I'm like, like, you anyway, it's just weird. But his dad's like, don't tell your mom about this, and gave him some champagne. So he starts drinking it. So, uh, so Charity gets ET drunk, right? Sorry, yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, he's ET, she's Elliot, is what it is, right? That's what happens. Like, so when ET finds the beer, Elliot gets drunk at school. That's what's going on here.
1: Up um, a shark, up at like three ship sips of Chardonnay, like. I mean, I know the white girl wasted thing is a thing, but like <laughs> knock it off. Okay.
0: <laughs> the white Puritan girl wasted thing, you know? Yeah.
1: Like let's, let, let's give it a break. Let's pull back a little bit on this. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, does that mean that like when he's drinking this, he's that loaded too? Like, uh, uh, come on no,
0: <laughs> Right. So, so yeah, she, like, she's like giggly and falls down and, and James Cromwell's like, whoa. Like, what happened to you? You know, and like, he's like, you're not over your sickness yet or whatever. Right. So then, um, so then later on, like the next morning, she's telling, like telling Peter, like, you know, via mind, whatever, like, Hey, I had to convince my father. I was good enough to come out and work. It's like, or you could have taken a sick day. You know, there's also that option too, that if your dad's like, you need to stay in bed for a minute. I mean, what are your options in 1700? Like working and hurting your, like just working all day or sleeping and if people believe that you're not well and you get to sleep i don't know maybe play your cards right maybe get some yeah, sleep well,
1: especially if you're acting as goofy as you are with your <laughs> you know your boy, uh you know future boyfriend whatever like i just don't think it's a good idea to be doing that in front of people like she does like again with the idea that she lives in a period in time like this and she's doing the things that she's doing she doesn't connect the dots very well. Like no. she seems educated enough, but not educated to know that her actions could get her killed.
0: Yeah. And she even mentions like, you know, she's like, Oh, in the future we'll re- re- rebel against our King and everything. It's like, shh, 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 shh. just stop it. Just stop it. Take charity. Calm down. You know? But yeah. Um, so then, um, at that point, like, uh, she, you know, that's when Peter's like, Oh shit. Like maybe, maybe I've um, you know, I realized the time going on and it's near Salem. Oh, there's the witch trials and I've done filled your head full of future talk. Oh no. And he's like freaking out in the library. We don't see consequences of that, you know, like we never see him. Like everyone's like just looking at him weird, but it's like you, you, you wish there had been like a little bit more context of like, maybe he gets thrown in like the principal's office. So he doesn't have access to books, you know, like something, you know, like some kind of stakes on his end too.
1: But we never exactly get that. Yeah. like and i understand the panic that he's feeling for her but it's like dude you're in a library anything that could happen to her and very well might happen to her you have information that would prove that to you like like it's like the the back to the future idea it's like well you have the book or you have the picture if yeah. something happens and you couldn't change it then you have proof yeah,
0: but like, but just like him was outburst too. It's like nobody ever, there was no consequence for him running around like an idiot talking out loud to himself, right? There's like his parents never have been like, oh, you need to see the doctor. It's just him, right? And it's like, and they're just setting up like, well, he's just, you know, he's just a loner so he can do whatever. It's like, I, I think there should have been a little bit more weight put on that. But anyway, so, yeah, so we get that, we get hacker, we get, um, what is it? Um, what's his name? Squire, Squire Jonas hacker hacker, right? Hacker man, we get hacker man showing up with his, uh, his heavies. To be like, oh, you know, it goes up to um, Obadiah, and he's like, "Hey, your daughter's talking devil shit," and he's like, "What? Not? I've never heard of this." And then there's the clumsiest fight scene you'll see, which, again, fair enough. Like it's it's like these guys aren't fighters; they're just you know people just trying to live. But like it gets a little it gets a little clumsy, and then like you know, they um they pin Obadiah and they they grab uh, Charity, and it's like. You know, he's like, I failed you. And she's like, no, like dad, like, please let him go. And so the hackers like, go get him like, you know, help. And I'm going to go be a creepy weirdo in a closed space with her. Um, and this is the one time she's smart about everything going on.
1: Yeah. So we get this very uncomfortable scene of hacker, uh, basically trying to get, uh, charity to repent. He's trying to cast the coucher.
0: He's trying to Weinstein her is what's going on here. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) And it's like, well, you know, I, you know, you're not telling me the truth. I don't believe you. Uh, I have to do further uh, research here. Um, You have to disrobe so I can try to find the devil's mark on you. You know, it's like anything to get her like an even more uncomfortable situation. She knows because especially because of some other girl that recently had something happen to her that she was found, like, I guess innocent, but she still was Not very happy to leave that house.
0: Yeah, because she accused Hacker, like, whenever so-and-so left, she was in tears. Basically, like, she's aware, like, Cherry's aware what Hacker's up to. And, yeah, she, like, denies him, and then, like, she um, punches him or something. I forget exactly what happens there. And then runs away, because she knows knows what's up, right? So, uh, but as she's running away, um, she, you know, leaves the town, and, um, you know... (laughs) And she goes to a, a creek uh, and, and drinks water, which I thought I was like, "Oh shit, is that is that tainted water? Is she going to get sick again?" I was I was wondering if that was what was going to happen. And being like, "Oh, is the fever going to be the thing that like disconnects them, and now like they have like like I was also thinking does Peter have to get sick again now? Just to try to reestablish the connection. Wouldn't it have been great if he's just running through drinking like sour milk and like everything else. Being Like, you know, like, I like, like, do it for was charity? Yeah. Was it this? Yeah. Was it this? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, was it botulism? You know what was it? What did it do? It's yeah.
1: the, it's the furry pizza that I had yeah. earlier. Was it like, mono?
0: <laughs> like, what did I have to do this? Yeah.
1: No, that's actually like, I was, I, that was one of the things that I was, I uh, was most interesting about this. Cause it was very like, um, left to the inter- interpretation like of like where did it come from how did it like first start off was it the water was it them just getting sick and when i when i heard that they were like changing the water for the town and that i'm like well then it's gonna it's gonna lose its power somehow yeah and we didn't get that and it's like okay well then like her drinking in the creek water i'm like ah, maybe no and it wasn't that and there was a couple other things that happens where it's like well, maybe that's the thing.
0: Yeah, that's kind of. I don't think it was meant to be a red herring, but that's how I feel about it now, watching it. Um, So, so she admits to to Peter, like, "Oh, you know, this is bad." And Hacker is like, "You know, judge, jury, executioner. I can't go back." And he's like, "Well, what about going to Boston or New York?" And he's like, "I mean, New Amsterdam." And she's like, "No, like the idea of her leaving." Like, it was unfathomable to her, even though, like, she knows what's going to happen. And she was like, I'll run through this creek, and then maybe the dogs won't find me. He's like, they'll send dogs after you? And he's like, she should have been like, I don't know if you understand that I'm a woman in 1700. I'm basically just property. You know, you idiot. Because she mentions, Like like, good thing that they didn't invent the bomb at this time.
1: Yeah. So it was like, well, it's such savage times you live in. It's yeah. Like, what, what the hell? I was versus like, versus eighty five dogs to hunt down people now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Savage times. Because <laughs> yeah, it was such a
0: peaceful time in 1985. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, like the idea that she understands how bombs work too. Like, like what was that conversation when they have that? Uh, so whatever. So she's like out in the woods eating berries and shit. And, um, he's like, well, I'm in this library and I've not been kicked out yet for being a weirdo. Um, so I'm going to try to look up stuff. So he eventually can't find anything about her, but he finds out something about hacker where it turns out that like, like four years later he passes away, but they find out that after his death that they, they found that he was responsible for the death of like two sailors that came into town and he, uh, kept their money. So, so, um, Peter's like, you know what you got to do? He's like, you got to go back to town and, and ask for your trial because basically he's like, you know, like we find out that, that charities want to call out hacker without saying his name yeah. to get him He's, scared.
1: Yeah. He's, she's got this leverage now, but let me get, backtrack to for yes. a second. So he kept on saying that he couldn't find anything about her execution in the books and that mm-hmm. while she's eating these berries. I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> are they going to, are they going to try to kill her with the berries now somehow? And they're like,
0: I <laughs> hey, wait, I mean, not, I w- not that I wish, but those were blackberries. I think like, I, I think it was pretty, I mean, but you never know. Like I, you know, like I, I mean, I'm sure there's other berries that are, like blackberries that are poisonous, right? Like the woods want to kill you. Like, you know, yeah. It, it took a lot of people eating things and dying for us to figure out what's appropriate.
1: Right. Yeah. And so it's like, from, for that moment there, I was like, he's going to turn the page. He's going to see her obituary or whatever the hell you want to call it at that point. Like her gravestone woman
0: died of berry poisoning of, uh, yeah. Know, you
1: know. Like something goofy like that. And I was like, Oh, and this is it. This is like their last moment. So it wasn't the witch trial. You know, it was just her being, you know, hungry.
0: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if, if that's the way I'm going to go, is this me just trying to eat things that maybe I shouldn't? I mean, I can sympathize with that, you know, but, uh, right. but yeah, he finds this out and enforces like, you know, he's like, Hey, go, go confront hacker. And then like, he's like, are you a witch? She's like, no. And he's like, do you know why the water's bad? No. Do you know why this thing got born weird? No. Like, and th- th- fair enough too to her to be like, I know not why, you know? And it's like, okay. Like that that's not on her to be the person to answer why the water's weird and why, you know, animals are born weird, you know? Uh, but then she was like, I was gifted with second sight. And she's like, I've seen things and she didn't deny her visions. But then she was like, But the one time I did see two murders, and she was being very specific with the details. And hacker's like, Oh, shit. That's me. Yeah. It me, you know, it 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 is thou, you know. And he suddenly changes his tune to be like, Oh, I do believe she's been gifted with the second sight. And I do believe that she's not a witch. But this thing about the murders, I don't know all about that. So if anyway with a step forward, that's cool, but whatever. <laughs> he hands it away really fast.
1: Right. It's actually pretty clever of him the way he presents it to the crowd. And of course, they're all just sheep, you know, just listening to him like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. But, but I like how like, hands, like, right, well, he hands
0: waves away the water. He's like, somebody says that parts of the water are just bad because of other things. And then they said that also like the calf born was it's like, so now you accept science? Like, where, what is going on here? It's like how fast he accepts that. But yeah, since he is like the head guy, the town's like, "Oh, she's a witch! Oh no, she's a gift from God. We're good now, right? We're good, right?"
1: I like I like how her her buddy is sitting in the front row, like. Oh no. Like, I don't <laughs> think she's going to talk to me tomorrow. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, like this isn't going the way I thought it was. Like, going Ursula's to.
0: like, Oh shit. I have to carry four buckets of water on that weird thing that I have to, you know, carry around now. But I also like that, uh, Obadiah is there with like his shoulder disjointed. Like he's just waiting with like the world's tallest hat to see that his daughter's okay. Um, yeah, but, but anyway, so she gets like vindicated and you know, so her and, uh, Peter are excited about that. But then uh, qu- quickly afterwards though, uh, she decides to uh, friend zone Peter um, in a lot of ways. Did you notice that? Like,
1: Yeah. And I it was like, it again made me go like, how does this work? How do yeah. you just like, like, how do you mute them? You know? yeah. Like, I, it's like, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. Like there there's nothing, there's no rule established in how she's able to do that. And I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> So,
0: so yeah, she's like, no, we shouldn't talk anymore because you know, this is going to be a problem and you know, fair play to her. It's like, you know, yeah, I'm, I, I shouldn't have visions of the future in my head that, you know, I got out this one time. Okay, good. But the beer's like, but wait, wait, what? It's like, like, you know, like, I don't like, I don't have anybody else, but then like it cuts to a year later uh, and then we see him being kind of friends with people. He has confidence now. He's like, hey, everybody, I saved the girl from the witch trials. I shouldn't have said that out loud. It was weird, but we're friends now, right? He doesn't say any of that. Um, but like, you know, at one point she was like, hey, Peter, you should go to Bear Rock or whatever. She says, oh, yeah, I had something for you. So he goes running into, you know, the woods um, and then goes and finds the rock that she had mentioned. And then there was like a carving of their initials. And he was super happy about that. So his, uh, you know, like why there's always that phrase like, Oh, my girlfriend, she's in Canada. You guys will never meet her.
1: You know, <laughs> my girlfriend, she's in the 1700s. The hundreds, not, yeah. not dead. I swear. Yeah.
0: I mean, she, she died a long time ago, but we have a connection, you know, look at this carving, you know, whatever. So that's it. It was a message from charity and there's a lot of goofy, uh, dial. There's narration from, um, you know, Charles Aidman. And it's like, great. I'd like, like, it's very trite to me. Like I, maybe, maybe I'm a bitter, bitter person, but yeah. Um, this was like, I will say this was in the twilight zone. This was a hallmark original story.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's probably the best way to describe like, it. Like this is a, uh, who's the dude that did the notebook and, uh, a walk to remember.
0: Oh, um,
1: Nicholas spark. He, he's one wrote,
0: he wrote, uh, the notebook. I know that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this feels like if you package this with uh if she dies, and then you just like here's that episode in syndication, and then you throw that one away and never play it again, I think people would be okay with it.
1: Yeah, you know? that's that's fair.
0: <laughs> I mean, this story at least has a little bit more going on than if she dies, but it's also 40 minutes, like come on. Um, I will say, and I I, I do not like that I came up with a a, a theme connecting um this with uh, examination day. But both in a lot of ways are speaking about societal norms and how people that are just trying to be like the powers that be won't let them. So if there's a through line, I think that's very apparent. And also, again, we talked about an examination day about the government, like putting restrictions on how people live their lives. This is clearly the, those around telling a woman that she can't be her. Yeah. That has nothing to do with 2022, you know? So it's just as much as this is kind of a goofy story, you know, charity's position in society is very, um, when I make the joke about being Southern Ohio, th- there's a lot of people that be like, yeah, you know, women just work in the, like work in the fields and have babies and they don't read good. They just give, give them the Bible and we're good. I, tell me I'm wrong. Give me reasons to say otherwise. But I feel like a lot of people would be like, that was, those were the good days when you could just tell people to go do that. And then if they didn't agree with you, accuse them of witchcraft.
1: Well, yeah, I mean that's what it was. Yeah, and it, <laughs> there's nothing good about it. Yeah, no, I, I think that um, your parallels that you drew there between the last segment and this one are actually pretty interesting, and I, I wouldn't have uh, thought of that without you bringing that up. And it's actually really interesting when you put it that way. Um, and I, it is clearly that you know the societal norms have you know changed so much, and we don't really like even if somebody had not known this information about the Salem witch trials and that, and had seen this in 85 that have been, I'd probably, hopefully a little bit more, uh, provoked to go find out information about, you know, the Puritans and what they were doing to people back then. That's like, fair. I, yeah. I, I think that like, you know, things like this that make you put more effort into finding out information is actually really exciting. Like I, I, I know you weren't um, all too thrilled about this episode. I just thought it was—I thought it was very fascinating, and it's um, in the information it's providing, and the type of story that it's doing. I, I don't know if the story is actually executed very well, and it definitely is. Like, it could have been trimmed down.
0: But I yeah, thought this was a
1: really interesting segment.
0: I think I think that's my big thing is the two things, one, the runtime, and then two, like you, this needed to be a two-way street. Like the, the you needed to see the benefit aside from Peter having a friend, quote, you know, love interest, right? And having a little bit more confidence, it would yeah. have been better if there would have been like, you know – Maybe even if with her, like she seeing him look at a girl and be like, go talk to her, you know, something like something even like that. I don't know. Right. Like go court her, go bring her some fresh churned butter. Don't think too hard about it. Whatever. But like something. Right. We don't get that back and forth. We just get him being in the superior time. So that's frustrating. So. So, yeah, like it's not the it's not the worst thing I've seen. It just it just somehow this feels like it'd be like firmly wedged in season four of the original series uh, for good and for bad. You know, and, um, it's not the worst thing I've seen. It's just what I was frustrated with was going through this thing two and a half times. And what I mean by that is that I watched it once blind, uh, you know, sight unseen another time for notes and, and capturing like what I do here on the show. And then there's a commentary track with the writer and Carrie Noonan that also went for 40 minutes and you could tell that they were trying to find things to talk about. So, I put that on and did everything like I just left it going. I didn't watch the episode again. I just listened to the track because I was doing other things uh, and they seem pleasant enough, but I'm like, I I can't, I don't, don't make me watch the segment a third time. Twilight Zone. Don't do it. But, um, so yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like maybe I was just more frustrated that it is like, you know, like I've, I've spent a feature length movie with this thing three times, you know? And and I'm not happy like it could have been it could have been more interesting. It was OK, but there was not enough here to revisit this multiple times. That's just me. Everyone else's mileage is going to marry vary because they're going to watch this once. So I'm in a very
1: um, particular situation. And that's understandable. And uh, you know, I, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. But we did. Paul did that for you guys. The things I do for love
0: that's, you know, (laughs) I went out and carved uh, our initials on a rock somewhere out there that you guys can go find, uh, you know, uh, (laughs) T W and PS, you know, that's what you guys go find that out there. It's what it means. But, uh, do you have any notes? I do have some trivia.
1: No, I didn't have anything else, man. Hit me with what you got. Okay,
0: so here's the one that's going to just knock you on your ass. You're like, what? Uh, so the story of Message from Charity is based on a short story we talked about that from William M. Lee. The story was first published in a magazine of fantasy and science fiction, November 67. In the original short story, Peter Woods is 16 years old while Charity Payne is 11. Well. Wow. Uh- <laughs> Oh, bacteria, stagnant water. Um, yeah, that's a uh, so credit to Alan, Alan Brenner. He was like, um, he was like, I was worried that come off as creepy, so I made the characters the same age. Fair play. I think that's. A, I think. I think that works much better than what it was. Um, so that's the first thing. I'm like, whoa. But a lot of the dialogue that was using this episode was actually ripped word from word from the story. So. You know, uh, and and so that actually ties in the next thing I was going to say, Carrie Noonan was originally, she auditioned for the part of Ursula, uh, but she really, really wanted to be charity. Um, so she was passed up for both roles and the part of charity pain went to Justine Bateman. Um, who, you know, we know her from like family ties and she wasn't like kind of coming to her own then at the time, but when they had her on set for a couple of days, she just didn't get what they call the idiom of the these and thous. And like that certain kind of like dictation, like the way that they, she like charity would talk, she didn't get mm-hmm. it. And she, um, being an up and coming, a staff, like an actress that, you know, had like her own thing going on. She wouldn't take direction about how to approach things. So, um, Philip DeGuerre came to, to Brennan. He was like, Hey, we got a couple options here. It was like one, um, we change her dialogue to make it modern Two we have her to loop it later. Cause she's not getting on set or three recast it. And it was like, they had already been shooting for a couple of days. So they're like, shit, what do we do? So then, uh, they brought Carrie Noonan in and like, she did her like her brief bit and, uh, Phil Gear, like, I guess he did a reaction that she thought was like, Oh, they don't want me. But it was more of like a sigh of relief. Cause, uh, she went, he went to, um, Alan Brenner and was like, let's, that's her. And Alan Brenner was like, that's the first time I could breathe all day. <laughs> Like he was freaking out about the lead. So all, some of the stuff that was already shot um, uh, with um, all oh, the other gentlemen, uh, the, the Peter, his character was already shot with um, with uh, Justine Bateman on set to kind of feed lines. So some of that had to. So uh, Carrie Noonan had to actually kind of react to what he's already done to some of that. So credit to her, too. I don't think she did a bad performance for what she was given to do. Uh, and in a lot of ways, so she was brought in like the last minute to play the role. Um, I think that speaks pretty well for how well she carried herself. Cause she had a background in Shakespearean like acting and doing stage stuff. So she had to, she had to figure out how to like rein herself in for TV because she always acted like for the back row and that's not how TV works, but I think she did okay.
1: Yeah, it was serviceable. Um, and yeah, I, I understand what you're saying about the, you know, acting, uh, on stage versus TV, especially since we watched the sixties versions of the twilight zone. Some of those actors were still doing that.
0: They're just swinging hard, right? They're just swinging for the fences and it's like, calm down. But yeah, she, so there's also a bit too later on where she was in the field. It was, um, it was the interchange whenever he like Peter was washing the car, but what was going on is that she had a mic on her and um the, the actor was like off, like off camera, a ways away and feeding lines to her. But since he was shouting, she was shouting back, and, like, they had to come up to her and be like, you're killing the sound guy. Just talk normally. Like, you know, like, calm down. So I thought that was funny. And then also, um, the bit at the end when all the townspeople are together and a hacker is, um, like, giving his big speech um, there, uh, they had to loop all that dialogue because there's airplanes flying, flying overhead, which I think is funny because the big thing was the future's evading the past and causing her to be a witch. And they couldn't use any of the sound because of airplanes overhead. I think that's kind of funny.
1: I knew there had to have been something up with that audio. Cause it looked like it was kind of um, doctored somehow.
0: Yeah. It's just funny to me. It's like, Oh, this girl's on trial for being a witch. Cause she's the future, but you can't use this audio because of sky demons flying around. <laughs> They're coming. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was, there was a skit years ago. Conor O'Brien did uh, where he went to go play old timey baseball uh, cause there's people that do like the original, like Abner Doubleday baseball oh, stuff yeah. where they wear like the old outfits and they play it that way. And he shows up in the outfit with like this big handlebar mustache. And there's a bit, it's him just playing. And at one point he was like, what is thou sky demon? And you see the camera pan up and you see a plane. He's just pointing <laughs> at it. <laughs> <And> like. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So if people haven't seen that, go look up Conan O'Brien, old timey baseball. It's, it's a riot, but yeah, that's what I'm I felt like. i do
1: going to right after this. That's
0: <laughs> <laughs> so good. Cause everybody around him stays in character and he just keeps like asking questions. <laughs> and, like it's so much fun. He's even said, he was like, if there was one clip that you played at my funeral, it could be this. <laughs> so I think that was I think that ties into this very well. So there, yeah, that's your trivia. Uh, th- this this segment I, I guess I was more frustrated me personally because I had to come back to it a couple of times. Um, not that it's bad, it just kind of is. And I'm also going to start shaking my fist at Philip up when he was like, "Hey, well, I think that maybe some of our stuff was too upsetting for people at the eight o'clock time on like a Friday." And I'm like, "Yeah, you had night crawlers. What what is this? What is this episode?" Like, you think, you think this was too challenging this in examination day? Really? Like, you think audiences weren't ready for this?
1: It, it got to the edge of being really disturbing, but uh, luckily, yeah. I guess in their own right, for this being that earlier time slot, they didn't go to the super, super dark. Like when, uh, where is it? Hacker has her, uh, has charity in the house. I'm like. Oh no. Like what like, if they look-
0: actually drown her and you got him, you got Peter just dying in a library? You know, right. like it's just like I mean, not <laughs> look at look, look at me going for like the darkest possible timeline. But how 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 crazy would that have been where it's like he his undoing is causing her to do this? And then the other thing too, I kept thinking the entire time, were you waiting to pull the trigger to find out that like it was his ancestor? Were you waiting to find out it was like his great grandmother?
1: That was another thought. Yeah. Yeah. That was like another thing. I was like, wait, is this going to be kind of like, again, like the back to the future idea? You know, like once some, like. Oh, his name's Calvin Klein.
0: It's it's his underwear. Yeah.
1: Right. (laughs) These choices are made and then all of a sudden he just disappears. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Like she gets, she gets burned at the stake or whatever. It's like, he's just gone. (laughs) Like I would have. I, I would have respected the segment a little bit more if that would have happened, but whatever it is, what it is. Twilight zone can be, you know, sappy sweet. We know that. And it can be a lot of things. Maybe a lot of people like this. Maybe they're more forgiving of it. I just, I, I have my problems and we've talked about it. So, um, yeah, I, there was some trivia. We got into our notes. Um, are you ready to rate that twist?
1: Yeah, let's do it, man. All right.
0: Twist rating is always is one meaning we saw it coming from a mile away and five meaning mind blowing. Um, I'm going to I'm going to give it mm, the the, well, the twist that um, that, you know, him talking to her about like future stuff, causing her to get in trouble. um, That didn't surprise me, Um, but I guess I'm just going to give it a three that ended on a happy note. But I should not I should know better now because I feel like this iteration of the Twilight Zone wants to have a soft landing a lot.
1: Yeah, and and I think that's kind of what they were going for here, especially, you know, since some of the endings are a little bit more hard-edged, and this one could have been that. uh, I'd have to read the short story to really find out exactly what they were trying to achieve out of this, and that is on my to-do list now. Uh, But I was going to give it a three as well, and I, I agree, like, you know, with the trajectory of, like, where the story was going in the very beginning. I'm like, huh, well obviously something's going to get gooped up and <laughs> her being in a Puritan times, uh, they're going to be like,
0: witch. Yeah. Oh wait, but they're going to do this. They're going to say,
1: that cat was
0: a witch. This is so Hamner adjacent. It hurts. You
1: know? <laughs> well, yeah, that's yeah. fair. That's <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's Earl Hamner, Jr., Jr.
1: That, no, um, <laughs> junior, junior. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: um, it's Earl Hamner the third. That's what I was, I'll say about that. Um, yeah, that's, that feels like this falls into that kind of like gee whiz portion of the twilight zone um again i am never going to regret watching a segment of the twilight zone because i enjoyed this conversation with you terry i I'm, i value that you know you're that we're doing this together it's a lot of fun and, and it's a, and i knew the conversation was gonna be fun but it's just you know sometimes you're like ah, this but yeah that's where we're at so yeah it's yeah. the sweat equity really, that we have to put in sometimes yeah right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we do this for everybody right you guys should appreciate this i mean like um we're covered in witch marks too you don't even know uh, I have no idea what that means. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's going to do it for our discussion about, um, message from charity. And also, like, I also think it's maybe fair to say that since the first 10 minutes was like a, just like a, just a humdinger of like, screw you, that kid's dead. Like maybe they're like, maybe we hit them with a sledgehammer, maybe not hit them again. I can see that too. Kind of thing. But whatever. I don't know. I'd just say if you hit somebody with a sledgehammer, keep swinging. Like if you're going to leave them kind of a, like, you know, like, especially if you have like an upsetting like segment, like d- you've already keep them off kilter. Just that's my personal
1: preference. That's just me. I mean, they're already crying into their popcorn. You may as well finish them off.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You know, just boom, done out. So yeah, that's going to do it for our discussion about a message from charity. Uh, you guys can find us on Facebook at uh, strange highways podcast always posting uh silly images there. Like I always try to find the dumbest thing. Cause I think it's a lot of fun to like, I love these conversations, but I also think it's kind of fun to post random weird shit over the course of the week. I hope people enjoy that. You guys can email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast.gmail.com. Um, yeah, know, wherever you find your podcast or you interview us and Terry, how can people find us otherwise?
1: Uh, you can check us out on over on Instagram. Uh, we're posting stuff on there. Uh, hopefully keeping you as entertained as, uh, we are with our, 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 podcast episodes here so uh please check us out on over there share us uh like it whatever you know we appreciate all the love um you know Thank you for being here too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I will just say that again, I always say the more the merrier. If you enjoy this conversation, a lot of the people know, um, I've been finding out that a lot of these segments are available online. You just go looking, you know, like we were watching off the complete set, the the, the DVD set, but if you go looking, you could probably find some of the stuff on YouTube and daily motion. Um, like the, the, uh, CBS doesn't seem to be in any hurry to make this stuff streaming. So that's why I say reach out and find other ways. Uh, and I'd also say, too, again, since we've covered the original series and the the newer stuff, um, I don't know how many other podcasts out there that do Twilight Zone stuff cover the 80s stuff. I've not really looked. So I, I think there's a lot of uncharted like territory here. So um, I just I, I really hope you've enjoyed the like the ride because we are, too. We have plenty, plenty
1: more to get into. So thank you. Yeah, I, just, I can't wait for all the uh, other episodes and for you guys to be here with us.
0: Yeah. So let's get into what we're doing next. And now Mr. Surling. All right. Uh, next episode of season one, episode seven, segment a teacher's aid. I have no idea. Adrian Barbo is in this, I believe. So at least we have that. So we got some Barbo talk going on. So that'd be fun. Oh, and
1: Miguel Nunez, uh, the guy I met over at the convention.
0: Like, um, like in the parking lot or you just met him like,
1: uh, no, they I'm kidding. From, uh- I, know, I know you actually <laughs> met him like last summer
0: and you you're like, Oh shit. He was in the X twilight zone. And I'm like, I wish we would have saw that episode. Now we're about to, we're about to see that yeah. segment. So this will be exciting. So, so yeah, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. I, well, I mean, I already looked. So spoiler, I looked at the next uh, episode's only two segments. So I'm hoping that this one's like 20 something minutes and then the one after 20 something minutes and not this weird like split of 10 and then like 40 or whatever's going on. But we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't think I don't think I've seen either one of these segments. So um, again, I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, please join us for that next one, guys.
0: Yeah, so that's going to do it for us this week. That's going to do it for A Message from Charity. Everybody have a good week. Um, Have a safe week. Um, I guess the big thing is, like, don't drink stagnant water, but why would I have to tell you that?
1: Watch out for those sky demons. she's ever been milked before, just...